This is the Beyond the Story podcast, a show that goes way beyond the story. And now, Sebastian Frost! Grace Victoria, what's up, girl? Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being here. You and I met on Instagram. I was one of those guys that slid into the DMs. I was like, hey, funny lady, got yes, a couple questions did. for you. Yes, um, you said heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. I was it, like, who is this? <laughs> I, I was going to do one, four, three, but I didn't know if you knew, were like, we're down with the beepers back in the day. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I never was, had one, but my dad did. So you definitely give me dad vibes. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I don't know if that... <laughs> I don't know if that's good or or bad, but um, I'll, I'll I'll take it. I am a dad, so well then. So then, so then, there you go. I pinned you. There you go. There, that's it. There, there's a start. So you've uh, created a pretty good uh, hobby of becoming a local stand-up comic. I call it a hobby because it really is. It's an art to do. Uh, it takes yes. a tremendous amount of fear to be able to conquer that, uh, mm-hmm. but it also is a tremendous outlet outside of life in general. Now, you've got a what I would call a big girl job. You've got a nine-to-five uh, that, 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 that occupies the majority of your time, uh, but after hours and weekends, you've, you've really found a space, specifically here in the Miami comedy scene. So I want to first yes. start talking about that, and then we'll segue into how you and I connected because I had a couple of questions because I myself am an aspiring stand-up comic too. So how did this, let's, let's back up and add some context to the story. How'd this whole thing start? When did you wake uh, up one day and go, you know what? I think I'm funny. I think I've got jokes and I'm going to go stand up in front of complete strangers, roll the dice and tell those jokes. How'd that happen? Well, I mean, I, I feel like I, I've always felt that I was funny. I just never thought about the idea of getting some kind of, um, like my family always thought I was funny, but they also picked on me a lot. So I felt that um, I started stand-up comedy. I didn't. I woke up one day facing a wall. Literally, my desk was facing a wall, and at the same time, I was facing a wall in every other aspect of my life. So I made a, a bet with a couple of friends that I had started improv with, and we went to our first open mic and. Um, I had five minutes to talk about whatever it was that I was going through at the moment. And I was like, wow, these people are really laughing at my pain. This is kind of addicting. So ever since then, it's just one of those things that I chase. Um, And not necessarily to seek validation from anyone. It's more for myself because it's so healing to go through something, talk about it. And then people laugh and you realize, you know what? It's really not that bad if we're laughing about it. So I love that. It's pretty much the long short of it. Yeah. Okay, so so it started as a group effort. You and I chatted a little bit about this because I have not. I've only done one open mic in my life, and it was several years ago. So I've been looking to to reinitiate um, my my new interest in actually conquering that fear um, of 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 getting up and, and doing a five minute bit, which it seems simple. I've been speaking for well over a decade, but comedy terrifies me but having some 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 moral and in group support you guys so you put a bet together every and everybody wanted to do stand up or how, how did that no, whole thing work we, it was so a, a few of us started improv at just the funny right okay. and then about a handful of us decided that we wanted to you know we just didn't want our funny to depend on anybody else we wanted to see what we could do on our own and so we made a pact we said you know what we're gonna do an open mic together at least we're just gonna we're gonna pop that cherry together and sure. that was <laughs> um and just like anything that you do in a group you know you keep each other accountable 
And, you know, I, I was the day of, I was Googling, how do I get out of a bet, you know, legally? Like, is anyone going to hold me to this legally if I just back out of this? And I spent the entire day not doing any of my work, just stressed, looking at the computer, like I have to be there by eight o'clock and I have to do this and I can't back out and I can't die between now and then. So um, it was five minutes of, like, you really do think you're going to die. And then you get off stage and you realize you did in it. You're like, okay, well, if I just approach life this way, everything that I feared, if I just did it, Let's see what, you know, God knows what can happen. And two and a half years later, I'm, I'm doing it and actually getting paid for gigs. So that's so great. Okay. So it all started at just the funny. It started there. That's where I, I lost my, my stage virginity. I would say. I've heard incredible lost- things about that program. I, I don't know where you guys are tuning in from, but locally down here in Miami, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a company called just the funny that uh, does improv classes, stand-up classes, acting classes, anything you're inspiring to do that you may be fearful for. They've got a nine or 12-week program that they run you through that I've, I've looked at several times. So uh, that's a great starting point, just as a side note, if you're wondering where to get started. Really gets you out of your comfort zone. You know, it's just a bunch of adults playing. And the idea of that is so foreign because we're not used to playing as adults, you know? Right. Aside from like, you know, all the sexual stuff. But, you know, aside from that, we don't usually play together. You know, we're too old to play. Sure. And, um, you know, you're, you're sometimes have this mindset of you're going to fail. You're not going to be good at it. And that's the whole point. It's not being good at it and laughing at yourself for it. And moving on. Yeah. Some of the greats still write new material and will just show up at the club and try it out. I mean, there's no other way to be able to figure out whether or not the, 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 the content or material is going to work unless you actually try. And I thought about that a lot. I'm like, we're talking about comedy greats that will randomly just show up at a club just, just to work on some material. It's yeah. part of the actual process. Yeah. And you never, you never see them bomb. Right. But you know, it happens because sure. no one's recording it. Right. So, and they themselves will tell you, I mean, I feel I've seen so much of uh, Chappelle on TV. And he said, you know, I've, I've bombed so much. And you're like, how is this even possible? You're the great, but that's how he became great. Sure. Right. But I, but I don't think because you're great, that doesn't mean you're never going to bomb. I think that that just comes with the territory. No, it comes with the territory. What I'm saying is that even the greats, you don't, you don't see that process. You don't see them going through that process until you yourself are going through that process. And I feel like open mics. Um, I was having this conversation with a, with a comedian, um, in another state. And he was like, Oh, it's the open mic. I don't, I don't do open mics and better than that. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, that's cool. I've heard, I've heard somebody else say that. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, I'm like, that's cool. That That's, that's, that's your thing. I don't go to an open mic every night, but when I want to try something out, I want to low key, just kind of get some insight on what I'm talking about and how I can reword things. Yeah. I'll definitely dive into an open mic and Realize I'm just going to dust it off. It doesn't go well and try it again next time. But I'm definitely going to learn something from that night. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, it's just professional development. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's certain. It's certain at, at its at its finest. At its uh, finest. In, in at its, its finest. In its finest form. I had a friend tell me a long time ago, Sebastian, comedy's easy when it's not expected. And that's so, is that vodka? Right. Is that vodka? No, that's my coffee. It's in a Yeti. Are you kidding? Vodka at 11.47 in the morning. Well, you're, no, sir. You're a comedian. Don't they drink on Wednesdays at noon? Only twice a month. I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm on a different path. I'm on a that's different good. Path. 
That's good. Absolutely. I think I got a text from yesterday. You said you were meditating. So I'm, I'm, I'm here yes. for it. Do you come up yeah. with jokes in the, in, in the midst of meditation at all? Do I come up with jokes? Probably on how I'm feeling about it. Not necessarily because um, I don't really think about my jokes. I dive so deep into my consciousness that it's not. That's mm. jokes I feel like are very surface level to a certain extent in my life right now that I'm, I'm just diving deeper than that. Sure. Um, I'm sure jokes are going to come out eventually, but just not right now. Just you told right me one now. time you get you get inspired in the car and in the shower. <laughs> That's it. That's usually where I'm the funniest too. <laughs> like no one's there to hear anything, but I crushed. I absolutely I crushed. crushed. I always say that. I'm like that crush in the shower the other night, guys. And, you know, it works. It works. It's kind of um, like my singing. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, that's, that's, I feel like I've been an artist for, for a long time. Just the world hasn't known it until now. So you told me, you also told me, you told me a bunch of things the other day, which was literally the other day. You said, um, the, the fear is never going to leave and the, it's never, it's never going to go away. You, you, yeah. you will confront it every single time. Open mic night, showcase, whatever it might be, it, it, it will be there. And I can relate to that. There's not a time that I step on stage where my knees aren't knocking, my palms aren't sweaty, but when your name is called and the music's playing, there, there is no pausing. It is That's absolute it. go time. Most yeah. of the time I get off stage and I'm like, what did I just say? Right. right. Have you ever done a set when you're like, what were my jokes about? What did I just say? Yeah. yeah. Kind of. That happened to me the other night. I'm actually editing the video and it's, it, you know, it's, it sucks not to be able to put all of your material out there, even though, um, you know, you've, you had a really good set because you don't want to burn your material. And then it's like, oh, now I, not to say that I don't want to continue to write and think of new things, but I want to perfect what I already have. And so, um, the entire, I wouldn't say like, I don't know, a good 10 minutes was just me riffing with the crowd. And I, I got off stage. I'm like, what just happened? I went into this other realm, you know, once they called my name and I was just like spit back out and I was like, what just happened? That was the most amazing experience I have had in a long time, you know, where in unison, it was just the universe was working in my favor, you know, it's about 50, 60 people in the room and all of them laughing at the same time at one thing you said that you wrote, you know, in the car and in the shower, like it's, it floors me every time. And if you, if you today as a comedian, don't get nervous and your knees don't buckle, then I don't feel that, that it's for you because you're not, you're a psychopath, right? You're a, you're a psychopath. I mean, it's just a normal fight or flight reaction to have when the spotlight is on you. Let's talk about that that audience engagement for a second. Cause I can only, I, I know what it does for my, for, for my speaking game uh, in my, in my, in my MC game. It really helps me connect with the audience. It also gives me material on the fly. And it also is a great diversion to, you know, cut time and save time. But in the realm of comedy, there isn't really saving time and cutting time unless you're the host of the show and that's, you're coming out to do an opening bit, et cetera. But when you're interacting with the audience, how, how do you, you know, it's my job to interact and get a response back from the audience. As a comedian, I would see that it's not your job to get someone to respond back unless it's a simple question. Like, how you doing tonight, sir? Good. I like your shirt. Nice shirt, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, and then for having them acknowledge it because but there's always one jackass that wants to come in and engage in uh, some sort of conversation. So how do you mitigate that and shut them up? Ah, uh, in, in the only way that any good comedian knows how you make them a part of it, but you also don't turn the crowd. You, at first for me, I, 
personally do not try to turn the crowd against them because then that kind of gives us like, like this power trip. And I'm, I, I would rather engage them and make them a part of the show. Like if you're brave enough, let's see, let's, let's, let's volley a couple of thoughts here and there. Right. If I see that they're heckling to a point where they're just obnoxious because, you know, they've been drinking or they're, you know, they're on something, um, or maybe they just have something personal against me by my, the way that I look, you know, that happens too. Um, or their or dad support, didn't hug them. Or their dad didn't hug them or something that I said that might have triggered them. And they are just, you know, I'm going to tell this, you know, this bitch right now what I think. Then right. then at that point, um, I resort to the Bronx girl in me where I'm just like, okay, let's let's have at it. Let's let's make this let's about Let's handle this now. heckler. That's right. And I just, I, I'm an opportunist. So any moment that I get to just shut them out, I do. And that's when I usually get the crowd with me. I would, you know? yeah, I would like to think there's, there, there'd be a couple, you know, a couple tricks in, in your bag to, to be able to mitigate through all of that and be able to help, you know, again, the prime example, I, I apologize for your childhood, sir, you know, to, to be able to segue out, out of that, to be able to have, if you've got a heckler, you know, cause I've seen some pretty, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some, some pretty incredible uh, comics handle some hecklers in, in some, some pretty amazing ways and there, and you can't plan for that stuff. So that, that's where your art really you comes can. out because you, you can't insult them. And you can't really drag them out. I mean, I guess you technically could, um, but you're trying to shut them up and silence them and then be able to move on and divert them. Right, but in a way that's not, you know, combative or, you know, that's going to create this like hostility. You know, you don't want that energy in there, you know? So that, I mean, that's just, that's just my opinion. And that's as far as I've gotten in comedy, it's just where I'm at. But I've had, I've had, you know, disgruntled old men and women and hot girls and uh fuck boys you know for lack of a better word um you know to just to to want to just be a part of it and they you know uh nine times out of ten it they they shut up on their own they realize they just can't it's yeah, too don't much. Go. It's too much. Do you really want to go there, sir? Is today the day? <laughs> public humiliation. How do you feel about public humiliation, sir? Yeah. So, um, so how long did you do open mic nights before you started to get what? What happens? You do open mics, then you get phone calls. People are like, "Hey, you were pretty funny at the open mic. We're doing a showcase. We'd love to feature you in it. It pays, you know, yep. one million dollars." Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll we'll throw in some gas money for you. How about that? <laughs> Right. right. You may be able to get a beer or two. Um, right. So usually it, drink tickets are included uh, in some places. And, you know, Miami's becoming more of a, of a of a space where they're paying comedians, you know, 20, 20, $25, $50, $75, 100. I've, I've gotten paid up to $150. So, right. you know, so for five minutes, for seven minutes, for 10 minutes, Sa- for hosting, you know, sure. like it's not big money, but you start to add value to what you're doing. You know, it right. gives How- you like a starting point. Sure. And how long are your bits when it's not open mic? I know open mics are usually kept open to five mics minutes. are three to five minutes. Okay. Um, on a show, is, like ti- is there like a timer in the back, or how do you know? Yeah, somebody somebody lights you. Someone's timing you. Okay. And they'll flash okay. a light at you, and you know it's just bad juju if you run the light. So you have to be aware. They'll usually uh, give you the light a minute before. You're, That'd be you're cool set. if everyone just started clapping. Yeah, you got right. a light in your face, and everyone's just like. Well, usually the audience cool story. is not even in on it. They don't know. They're so enthralled. They're so focused on you that the person who's lighting you is way in the back. And it's just like a quick, hey, get off stage. You have a minute. Since you, um, you're my, uh, you're my, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I've um, delegated you to be my 
stand up or my open mic coach. So there's a couple <laughs> things that you got to know, right, coach? So oh, put Lord, me no. in, coach. There's a couple oh, things God. you got to know. And and one of the things was, well, first of all, speaking of moral support, uh, you you so kindly volunteered to 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 go with the newbie to an open mic. But you also had a few tips. You're like, listen, you need to get there early because you got to get on the list. You got to put your name down. So if the show starts at eight, you probably need to be there an hour or more beforehand yeah. to get yourself on the list because you're not the only person that may think you're funny and trying comedy. It's, at, it's you know, almost the like they're time. passing out government cheese. Like every the line and the list on that line on the list on uh for the open mic is sometimes there's like 30 people. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because the showcase is only four or five comedians. And then, you know, sometimes the open mic can go till, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning. Depends on the location. So 30 people can sign up between 10 and one. Five minutes. Got it. So if you get there early, there's not going to be 30 people in this, or at least there shouldn't be. No, right? there might, there might be, there might be 10. By the time you get, by the time you get there early, because everyone is operating on the same pretense. Like, so you can't early. call ahead of time? No. No, you have to be there. Duh. That's why they call it an open mic because it's an open opportunity. So I didn't know that. So I, I actually, I did know that because the first time I ever did it um, was at a place down by the falls and it was in a warehouse. It used to be called, I don't know what it was called. It was like creative something. Anyway, I went and did it and I, and I put my name on the list. I was the last jackass to go up after everyone was nice and nice and, and, and well lubricated after the main showcase and then open mics. Um, so it was a, I, I, I saw the direct benefit of being able to make sure that you went up right after the show went on right, right after the show was done and they, and the open mic began because when you're towards the end of the show, you're losing people. They've drank even more than they were already drinking too. So it, yeah. correct. Correct. I told five jokes, got three laughs. I'll take it. That's good. Right good average okay good excellent but i i handled it like a speaker so which doesn't work coming out and asking the crowd i mean you could ask the crowd how they're doing but like to bring energy of like i would normally do that was the biggest shift for me so we're gonna have to work on that coach but i mean <laughs> we're 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 learning together let's just let's just do it that way let's just say that hey with your looks and my jokes we're going places all right all right <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, uh, our first conversation, I had been following you for a while. I was like, who's this little hot local comedian? I got to connect with her. So I connected with you and I'm like, what is some dumb shit I can talk about that doesn't make her think that I want to take her out? So uh, I was like, hey, so how do you overcome fear with comedy? And you're like, listen, the fear. And it actually became a productive conversation. It was. And you and, you like and I ended up being my, home. Most of my conversations are productive, I would say. I, I, mine, mine are too. Mine are too. Um, <laughs> most of the time. As long as you're not answering random DMs, they're, they're, they're productive conversations uh, on there. But that really initiated things. Uh, you and I got a chance to hang out last week. We went to a breathwork class. We got, our, we got our woo-woo on. We, 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 we went in and found our, our- of emotions, man. That's wow. it. That's I was it. like, why did I meet this person? <laughs> right. You're, you would never, you'd, I'm a complete stranger. I'm like, let's go hyperventilate for an hour over in Winwood. How's that right, sound? You're like, right. I'm Outside in. Somewhere with random strangers. Random. They turned into random dinner and conversation after that, where they yeah. like closed the restaurant. They were like filling salt shakers. We were still there asking yeah. for more pita bread. Um, I, I think good, I'm still feeling the Turkish food we had that that was a good time. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, that may be me and coach uh, open mics like spot where we go and like run through what material. A beautiful and, uh, space though. I'm down really to is. like go discover other, you know, other areas in that, in that plaza. 
for sure. We're talking about Upper Buena Vista uh, here in uh, Miami. So if you're local to Miami, Upper Buena Vista. Beautiful. Up on the Upper East Side, north of the Design District in Wynwood and Midtown. Funky little part of town, up and coming. But this place is really cool. The place we went to was Modern Home where we did breath work. Um, and then there's shops and restaurants and a very good Turkish restaurant that we uh, had the pleasure of indulging in. So, well, listen, Grace, I wanted to encourage you to keep keep up the great work. I tell you this all the time. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're a funny lady and you're, you're going places uh, with, with what you're doing on here. I think that uh, comedy is going to become more and more and more and more and more part of your life, even more than it already is. So I, I, I'm grateful for, um, for being able to connect with you. And now that we're friends and you're my coach and you know, I'm going to make your podcasting dreams come true. You're going to make my open mic fear. Well, you're not going to make it go away, but we're going to plow right through it like the Kool-Aid man. That's right. So um, if you want to connect with Grace, she's very funny. You need to follow her on Instagram. She puts her, she puts some of the clips up from some of her sets, not all of them, because you know, the material is a work in progress. It is. You can find her link's going to be in the, in the show notes. That's the description of this podcast episode. In case you're wondering, also on my shirt, OG world. comedy. Sure OG comedy right there. So very, oh, O-H, O-G comedy. This is a family-friendly show, Grace. Uh, uh, on Instagram, the link will be available in the show notes on her. Make sure you connect with her. Grace, I look forward to, I look forward to doing a showcase with you. Okay, let's just swing for the fences. Let's and hey, we got to think anyway, so why not think big on here? Hey, we may just host a showcase together. We might. With breath we, work after. We... <laughs> bring your Kleenex. Bring your That's Kleenex. It. We are. Oh, we're going to crack you. We're going to crack you up and we're also going to crack you, you wide cry. open. All, yeah. yeah, right. I'm going to make you cry. Absolutely. Well, listen, I, I have a feeling that you're going to come back sometime soon to the show. Are you down for that? Of course. Of course. I'm down anytime. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Grace. Victoria, very funny comic. Make sure you follow and connect with her and stay tuned. I'm doing an open mic. I'm coming for you, comedy world. I'm coming for you. Be Can't good, wait. Grace. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Beyond the Story podcast. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Be sure to appreciate it. Signing off from the podcast, launchlab.com studios. We'll talk to you next time.